definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. during the show. It'll be great. All right. Uh, here we are at happy hour. And uh, uh, we've got a bunch of comedians we're going to have for you here in the happy hour from 68 p.m. here on Mutiny Radio. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. Yay. Yay. Uh, if you've never been here before, uh, they are three, uh, four-minute sets almost five, whatever. When you hear this noise, that means you have a minute. So uh, that's what that means. If you've never been here before, that's a thing to note. Uh, I, I just, I figure we're on the radio, so why give a light, you know? Why not just let everybody know when you're running the light, right? <laughs> like, so that the people can, people could call 415-550-0511 and say, that last comedian ran the light, or something like that. Wouldn't that be cute? <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> I would... I would I would welcome calls like that if you're listening to mutinyradio.fm, which I know you are here at the happy hour. You guys, I'm excited for our first comedian. I'm excited for all of our comedians tonight. We have 23 great comedians we're going to go through, and your first one is hilarious. He runs a podcast called JustMeAndChicks.com. Put your hands together for Ed Ant. Thank you, Pam. As per my usual tradition, I'm going to upset Pam. (laughs) 
My name is Ed. I abuse my body. <laughs> this one time in Cleveland, I spent 24 hours straight walking around just trying to get the hell out of there. <laughs> the worst part wasn't my bloody thighs or the fact that after that I was living outdoors for a year. No, it was that after 24 hours, I actually kind of liked Cleveland. <laughs> the fastest way to get a bad reputation with women is to be poor and black. If I didn't know any better, I'd say they would assume the worst first, refuse to educate directly to you, then tell their friends about the bad experience and tension. But then again, I'm a man. What do I know about how women think? <laughs> There's a time and a place for everything, except when it comes to grown men crying. Nut up. Not doing that one. I feel that I would have killed myself years ago if I met someone who seemed like they knew what they were talking about. Religious people believe in the afterlife, but they seem delusional. Feminists seem encouraging, but maybe they just hate men. And my parents might just be bitter that I haven't given them grandchildren. Lifestyles of the poor and romantically uninvolved. At the age of 32, Ben Jolson moved to San Francisco to get work. Being someone who has seen movies in his life, he believes that he can find true love. Tragically, he's a minority, and no woman in the Bay Area wants to do anything with a poor man. I will always want to be with an intelligent woman because I will always want to have the solution to all my problems in bed. But I recently saw Gone Girl and came to the realization that I could never solve a murder mystery and I'm definitely not pale enough to get away with a missing blonde. I can't even handle being called a stalker. And that's the end of the fun times, folks. It's time for an ad. I'm gonna tell you about this brand new website I made called JustMeAndChicks.com. Go there, download the podcast that I do for free, and buy a hoodie. Buy a hoodie. Download the podcast. Laugh hysterically. Yes. Uh, something to note on this particular microphone that we're using tonight. It has an on. On. Say on. There we go. Just so we all know what the on is. Just just something to remark and note because we're using a new microphone tonight. Yay for new microphones. Yay. While you're clapping wildly, clap it up for Tom in the back. Run on the ones and twos for us. Yeah. 
He is uh, a volunteer, and that is amazing. Your next comedian wants to volunteer his jokes for your approval. You guys are going to love him. Put your hands together. It's Sanj Nala. I was in the Castro the other day, walking down the street, and I saw two blind dudes rubbing their canes together. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> Uh, what else, what else? I'm at a point in my life where I have to choose between chasing my dreams and uh, financial stability. And all I know is that no one I've ever talked to has said they regret chasing their dreams. Uh, then again, I don't talk to homeless people. So <laughs> I don't know whether that has something to do with it. Um, I was driving through the to through Marin County, and uh, I really think that resources are really unevenly distributed uh, throughout everywhere. I think, like I was driving through Marin County, and I saw 20 police cars parked around a mailbox. I'm like, oh my God, what happened? And the cop just walks away from the mailbox. He just spits on the ground. It's like mail fraud. I'm like, what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What? We just passed a homeless man on the way over here who might have been dead and no one was standing around him. All right, you're not into that. Let's go on to some, something else. Uh, beating kids. No one beats their kids anymore. Uh, I'm not saying you should beat your kids, but I think that not beating kids has made people oversensitive. That's what's responsible for PC culture, I feel. Uh, I don't get offended by anything because uh, I got beat as a kid and I'm just happy I'm not getting beat right now, quite frankly. So, that, that exactly, that's that's what I'm thankful for. You know, once had happened before, I went to school one day and I went to an all-white school. I went to an all-white school and in English class that day, we were reading The Color Purple, uh, a book on race in America. Do you guys know that book? The Color Purple. It was made into a movie a while back. It's a pretty good book. And when we read that book, everyone in the class turned and looked at me because uh, of my skin. I was uh, purple from the beating. Uh, that's, uh, wow. It's amazing what you think will work and what you think won't work. I laughed so hard at the gay dudes rubbing their canes together when I wrote it at my house. Uh, I was like, oh my God, I'm a genius. And you guys just were not buying that at all. Uh, <laughs> let's see, what else can I say? I had a gym teacher, a gym teacher who was a, he was a pretty insecure guy. He was definitely an insecure guy. Uh, he didn't have a lot of confidence in his body. Uh, so I tried to be helpful and you know, I tried to stroke his ego. Uh, recently I realized that's also an expression. Uh, all right, that was a joke about me I guess masturbating my gym teacher or something. I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, what else can I talk about? Uh, uh, All right. Why do Eastern European men always look shady as fuck? Uh, have you noticed this? Every time I see an Eastern European man, he looks shady as fuck. If I see a Russian man with his teenage daughter, it looks like he's sex trafficking her. Uh, 
All right. I'll leave you guys on that. Clap, clap, clapping for Sanchnawa. Yay! Little known fact about Sanchnawa, he goes to Berkeley University. UC Berkeley. Uh, your next comedian, I'd like to see you guys get in a fist fight outside because uh, he went to Stanford. And I want to see, don't you guys have like a rivalry? Like, who's fucking smarter? I want to see it. We'll have a, we, should have a, we should have a comedy thing where it's like Berkeley versus Stanford people. Would you be down for that? That'd be a fun. You and Jane will clean up. I mean, he's going to say words no one understands. You went UC San Diego. I mean, I guess we could do, because we've got three UC San Diego people. We got Joey Avery, Richard Salvate, Pam Benjamin, UC San Diego. We got two. We got two Stanford. Who's your, you have any other Berkeley people? There's a bunch of people. Really? Mary went to Berkeley too? Fuck, we're going to put on a show, you guys. It's going to be a good time. Uh, cool, that was a good idea. Glad we all came up with that together. Your next comedian is very, very funny, and he's a wonderful man, and he always runs the door, and he's very helpful. And yay for Connor Doherty. Yay! Oh, I knew it was you, babe. First, nice. First of all, fuck Stanford. <laughs> Took me, took me a while to get out of there. I'm not going back. You guys, you don't, you probably don't know this about me. I used to be a phone sex operator. <laughs> um, or not phone. You know, I don't have the voice for it. You know, I talk like a robot that swallowed an SAT study guide. Speaking of the uh, elite university I found myself at, but. The, uh, yeah, I, so I did like the, the tech, you know, sex, text, whatever chat. I wasn't very good at it though. I would always, I would always seem to lose the clients at the same point. Like it would go like this. It would say, you know, the client has entered the room. He says, Oh, tell me a little about yourself. I'm say, and I would say, I'm just here to make sure you have a good time. And the client says, okay, what are you wearing? And I would say, uh, I got a colorful outfit some ruffles, whatever. The client would say, what kind of makeup are you wearing? And I would say, well, I've got a pale base layer, and then I have a red frown painted over my mouth. <laughs> and that's where I would lose them. And that, I think that's when they figured out why my screen name was Slapstick69. This is why you have to be careful with phone sex. You never know when the your partner is going to turn out to be a clown. <sighs> There's something else. Oh, yeah, I misread Crown Fantasy. Never mind. I looked it up on Urban Dictionary. I was outside at a mic the other day, and a lady asked me for cigarettes. And I said, I don't have any, which was true, because I don't smoke cigarettes. And as she was walking away, she said, not so under her breath. Unbelievable. And I was just thinking about it. It's like, lady, there's a bunch of things I would give you, you know, cigarettes, a million dollars, ovaries, like they're just not, these are things I, that aren't in my power to give, you know, three wishes, the uh, steps to being successful in comedy. I don't have them. I can't give them to you. I used to smoke cigarettes. I used to give cigarettes away all the time but I quit. 
used uh, nicotine gum, which I recommend. The only problem is it ruins you for regular gum. Chew a piece of bubble gum now, I'm like, this does nothing for me. <laughs> Four out of five dentists recommend Trident, and even that fifth dentist will tell you that nicotine is fucking awesome. <laughs> <sighs> That's my gum, my gum bits, or my gum jokes. You guys know the Heisenberg uncertainty principle? <laughs> this, <laughs> what's, what's your name again? What's his name? Tom. Tom knows what's up. Uh, so you, the Heisenberg uncertainty principle is you can't know the position and location of an electron at the same time because observing one alters the other. This is some rule of quantum mechanics. Yeah. So I have a similar theory about me and rap concerts. I love hip-hop, like, more than anything. And that's true. <laughs> it's 100% true. And I, <laughs> it's okay. You can laugh. And, like, I assume that there is such a thing as a good rap concert, right? Because otherwise they wouldn't continue to be a thing. But I've never seen one, and I've been to a lot of rap shows. So I think that there's a similar relationship with me at rap shows as there is the Heisenberg uncertainty principle. So you, if you observe the position of an electron, it changes its velocity. If you observe its velocity, it changes its position. If I observe a rap concert, it automatically is gonna suck. There's just like no way, right? I'm not supposed to be at a rap concert. <laughs> so I think I've just been ruining shows for people for years. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. And like I'm seriously considering not going to the Young Thug show when he's here <laughs> in May because I don't want to ruin it for everyone. Cool, leave it at that. <laughs> Wow, I haven't laughed that hard at something in a long time. I didn't know you were a rap fan. That is really you're gonna have to you're gonna have to sing some of the raps of some of your favorite rappers at some time. But that's why it'll be so funny. I want to hear he's like coming straight from the underground. <laughs> I don't know any rap. <laughs> the only thing I know is um. Let's see if I can. Um, with so much trauma in the LBC, it's kind of hard being Snoop Dio double G, but I try somehow, some way, keep coming up with funky ass shit like every single day. That's the only thing I know from it. It's so easy. Everyone knows that. It's so stupid. It's already in the gestalt. Don't clap for that bullshit. Clap for your next comedian. Uh, super funny guy. Really glad he graces our stage every time he's here. Put your hands together. It's Richard Cervante. If you like to wear pants. It would be nice to. What's up, guys? Oh, cool. Uh, a couple. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, you know, I wear it's the uh, mutiny uniform, right? <laughs> I don't know. Stupid. <laughs> a couple days ago, I was walking out of my front door, and a guy's walking by. It's like this Asian guy with purple highlights, and he goes like, "Hey, man, do you want a blowjob?" <laughs> Just <laughs> this is. He, he was walking while he offered it, like, hey, you need a blowjob? Like, <laughs> like, 
I just, it made it seem, I don't know, it made it seem like very non-committal, you know, <laughs> like it was a newspaper or something, you know, like, hey, you need one here, catch, you know. <laughs> so, uh, I told my friend about this, and he was like, sounds like you live in a pretty dangerous area. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know if I've ever felt like I was in danger when being offered a blowjob. <laughs> You know, like, if anything, I think that's like an amenity. <laughs> like, do you live in a good area? Do they uh, offer blowjobs? <laughs> oh, man. I, I, I love San Francisco. Like, I can, um, in San Francisco, I have access to any bathroom I want. Like, if I come out of a woman's bathroom and someone looks at me weird, I just go like, you don't know my story. <laughs> you, you don't know, Okay. <laughs> Hmm. I was at the store uh, and I saw a book of baby names on the shelf and I was like, oh, thank God there's a book of baby names, you know, so that I don't accidentally name my child uh, after an adult. <laughs> that, that would just be a disaster. <laughs> like, what if I accidentally name my child, like, uh, grandfather? <laughs> I finish your peas, grandfather. <laughs> I mean, I want to say that with my parents, not with my child. Uh, I, I met my friend at a bar, and I was like, hey, how long have you been here? And he was like, about a drink and a half. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I, just, like, I didn't realize that we could just tell time in objects now. <laughs> you know, like... Like, hey, Richard, how long have you been at this party? Uh, about a third of a book. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good at parties. I have social anxiety. <laughs> uh, I, um, the one thing I've learned from going to cafes in San Francisco is that you have to be really good looking to make coffee. Like... <laughs> I mean, I think it has something to do with, like, the perfect facial symmetry. Like, maybe your eyes can align at the right angle to froth that milk, <laughs> you know? Like, if I see an ugly barista, I'm like, really? Can you really grind an espresso bean? <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't you pass this off to Kendra with the cute freckles? No, 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 no. I know, it's, it's one of my favorite. It's my only thing that I can do that other people can't. <laughs> uh, what was it? Oh, so like uh, it was, I was at a, uh, a restaurant with my friend on Wednesday, and I was like, well, you know, I have to wake up early, but I'm going to have a drink anyway. And he was like, looks like somebody's an alcoholic. Zing. And I was like, dude, like alcoholism is like a debilitating disease. <laughs> like, like, that's not a zing. <laughs> like, oh, I heard your wife had a miscarriage. Zing. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. I'm Richard Sarvate. <laughs> His friends clearly don't watch Intervention <laughs> because one drink does not an alcoholic make on a Tuesday. I've been watching season 17 now. It's making me so happy. I love nothing more than watching Intervention. That is like 
Does anybody else love intervention? Good. I like some nods. Yeah. Good. I'm glad. I'll never be a heroin addict. It feels so good. Doesn't it feel good to think that? So good. Uh, your next comedian. You don't have to go up next if you don't want. Since you just walked in, I can skip and go back. Oh, you're ready? You'll go up next. All right. Fuck yeah. Uh, he was on the. This was I really appreciate about your next comment today. He is such. He's a safety. He's a man who cares about safety. He cared about signing up for the pre-sign, but he was also in his car and could not do the tasks at the time. But he did them later. And I appreciate that because I didn't want him to get in a wreck and wherever, like, kill some small children or something in his car. But I know some of you other bastards would have done it. <laughs> just, just always text safely. That's the more you know. And uh, clap wildly for Adam Pearlstein. All this machinery up in his head, in his down where it's on. Hey, um, what's up, everybody? So I don't know if you guys uh, know this about me, but um, I enjoy talking to trees. I was um, in the park yesterday, and I was talking to a palm tree, and I was like, hey, what's up, palm tree? And then the palm tree says, hey, what's going on, man? What's going on? Just nothing much. Just hanging out here. Got my leaves blowing in the wind. Just hanging out, chilling, enjoying life. You only get one, man. Might as well just live it to the fullest. I'm like, right on, palm tree. That's fucking cool, man. Right on. And then later, I started talking to a eucalyptus tree. And the eucalyptus tree was like, Hey, mate, it's a sunny day today. It is beautiful. I got koala bears on me, kangaroos jumping around. I got alligators and crocodiles. Let's go to Bali and drink some Fosters. I'm like, that sounds that sounds really nice, eucalyptus tree. That's something I'd really like to do. So me and eucalyptus tree and palm tree, you, missed, uh, you came in late. I'm talking to a palm tree and a eucalyptus tree. And... <laughs> And we're hanging out, and then suddenly our least favorite tree comes over, and that's the redwood tree. And the redwood tree walks over, and uh, he's like, hey, what's going on, everybody? How you guys doing? We're like, what's up, redwood tree? And he's like, actually, I prefer to be identified as a sequoia, which is a branch of a redwood tree. And I'm doing really good. I went to this uh, Burmese fusion restaurant last night. It's uh, Burmese fused with uh, donuts. So it's uh, Burmese food, but it's shaped like donuts. And um, I read this crazy Salon article. You guys read Salon? And uh, Donald Trump, oh my God, he's just so elementary. He's such a clown. I mean, he's just so silly. I mean, he's so silly what he says sometimes. I mean, we just need to have Hillary in office to stop him because Bernie Sanders is so unelectable. He's just, you can't have him. You can't win. How can you do that? And we're like, great. Redwood Tree, thank you. And then, all right, I'm just coming up with this all on the spot, so let me just, all right. So then me and eucalyptus tree and palm tree, we go to Bali, and then I wake up the next morning, and I'm in jail. And the guard says, I'm like, why am I in jail? And the guard says, well, you were out pretty late last night getting drunk with a palm tree and a eucalyptus tree, and you guys were causing a ruckus in Bali, and we had to arrest you and keep you in a tank. And I'm just like, really? He's like, no, you were caught with acid, which is a type one narcotic, and you're in jail for that. I'm like, okay, makes sense. That'll be, 
Wow, what a waste of time. Holy shit, <laughs> that was. <laughs> what a huge waste of time. All right, so um, I think there's a difference between a good sense of humor and a fucked up sense of humor. You know, it's nice to have an audience with a good sense of humor. You know, it's going to go well, but I have a pretty fucked up sense of humor. Like, I was on BART on April uh, 1st, April Fool's Day, and I'm sitting there, and the guy, the conductor, the guy goes, uh, hey, ladies and gentlemen, looks like we have a delay at our next stop. Unfortunately, we're going to have to drop you guys over in Union City. You're going to take the bus back to Oakland. And everybody was just like, exactly. Oh, man, it sucks. And then he says... April Fool's Day. And everyone laughed. Isn't that nice? If it were me as a conductor, I would have been a little different. I would have been like, ladies and gentlemen, we have six terrorists that came onto the bar with box cutters. And if we don't follow their demands, they're going to decapitate all of us. Sorry for the inconvenience. (laughs) All right. Thank you, guys. It's my time. Thank you so much. Taking acid, talking to trees. Didn't expect that twist at the end. Should have. Excited. It's good. Happy about that. All right. Uh, you guys are here at Happy Hour. Just so you guys know that tonight we had a dropout on Pamtastic. So the best set gets a guest set. What? So um, whoever set tonight that really like knocks it out of the park for these other comedians in the room. I mean, whoever impresses their peers to the point that, that you get a special 10-minute set on Pamtastics. Uh, good times. Uh, your next comedian is a funny guy, yes, and he's a big supporter of the station, and we appreciate him. I'm making eye contact with you because it's you. Uh, we appreciate him so much. <laughs> so put your hands together. For that. Are, 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 do you, you have new stuff? You got a pad. That's exciting. You got new stuff. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Uh, put your hands together for the new stuff from Ken Suzuki. Yay! Thank you. Good to see you. And Ant, welcome back. Where have you been? Trim the beard, get it all nice, you sexy looking motherfucker, you. Oh my God. I almost, no, I'm not gonna go there. Uh, in order to break gender roles, whenever I have sex, I refer to my girlfriend as mommy. (laughs) That was not supposed to make you guys laugh. You guys are supposed to be appalled and disgusted because that's exactly how I feel or it's exactly how I thought we felt when they call us daddy. It is gross. It is disgusting. What kind of sick incestuous fetish do we have that produced that? You know, you cannot, girls, you cannot call us daddy in bed and they get mad when you can, and blame Woody Allen, okay? Your fetish produced him. That's why we don't get mad whenever we hear stories about high school teachers fucking their students. Our fetish produced that, and we can live with that. <sighs> yeah, girl, you mean, no, well, I, I, equality now, it doesn't matter. I think, you know, authority taking advantage of those people. I'll work on that. Um, so evolution wasn't really a thing until the mid-1800s. Origin of the species came out in 1859. And that's when we discovered that we were just animals like all the rest. But when you think about it, without any DNA evidence or biological evidence, our sex alone should have been a pretty big clue that we we're just animals. This is nothing good. It's pretty fucking gross. 
Although, when I do think about it, we do things, when you think about it, we do things to each other so much more savage than any animal has ever been able to. <laughs> you don't hear any primatologists document any cases of throat fucking amongst chimpanzees, <laughs> our closest genetic relative. You don't hear of any species coming when they get peed on, do you? <laughs> and when is the last time we've heard of the wallaby bukkake? I'm sure it would be a adorable cocky indeed. <sighs> it's got to be tough for bums out there now. It does, uh, especially in these days, because who carries cash on them anymore? <laughs> Seriously, how badly has the panhandling industry been hurt by our cashless society? Gentrification strikes again, <laughs> displacing another group of hardworking Americans. And let me tell you, there is nothing more depressing than an economically displaced bum. <laughs> all right, I'm going to skip all my jokes and go straight to the safe word bit then. All right, for those of you in this audience not familiar with what a safe word is, a safe word is the difference between foreplay and a human rights violation. <laughs> it's the difference between 50 shades of gray and 50 shades of Abu Ghraib. <laughs> and I hope the empire never changes its ways, because I've got material. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. You finally made that Geneva Convention joke work. No, that's what it was, right? It was a redone fucking high five Ken Suzuki. Yeah! Seriously, I've been listening to that. That's, that's really good. Yay! No, it's good when you word it, doesn't it? I'm sorry, I listen to a lot of your jokes over and over and over, and it makes me really happy when like, you figure out the syntax, and you're like, boom, 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 and the laughs come, and you're like, yay! It's like a science experiment with words uh your next comedian super funny lady runs a podcast here on sundays uh with another comedian uh called the lazy brunch hour and you guys should listen to it because it's very very funny and laugh at her jokes right now it's tess berry thanks pam all right my good friend of mine is recently single, and she's been out dating now, and uh, she likes it. She was telling me, she's like, dates are really fun. You get to meet new people and find out why, what makes them interesting and weird. And uh, I was like, just keep at it, because it's not, it's not bad dates that are the hard part. It's like birthdays. Like I, I had a birthday, my 23rd birthday. My roommate decided to break up with his boyfriend that day and then take me out for drinks and proceeded to cry at the bar. I would much rather have that. That's more memorable than getting a cake at work and your mom calls you and that's it. So I'd much rather have something bad than something boring. I was once on such like, this date was so boring. I just turned to him in the middle of a sentence and said, yeah, Chipotle closes soon, so can we like not do this anymore? Uh, I got things to do. You have to have things ready to say to guys to, to you know, make a date end or to say no because sometimes like, no doesn't work or you're just you're caught off guard a friend of mine was telling me he 
saw a beautiful woman at a bar and thought she was beautiful and wanted to tell her. So he went up to her and said, hi, I think you're beautiful. And she said, please leave me alone, like a sane person. And he didn't understand. He was like, I'm so offended. Like, I don't understand. I gave her a compliment. Why would she be mean to me? And I said, put yourself in someone else's shoes. Just think about it. You're going about your day. You're out doing your stuff. Maybe you're stressed out. You don't know. And someone just walks up at you and starts talking to you about something you're not totally opposed to, but you don't really want to talk about right now with a stranger. I guess what I'm saying is that being a woman is like walking around in a world where everyone else is a Greenpeace volunteer. I just wish I just wish that straight men would wear matching t-shirts like the Greenpeace volunteers so I could effectively avoid them on the street. Like just think about it. Think about it. You're just like sitting on the bus and someone walks up to you and they're like, "Yo, you should give money to the rainforest with dead ass you got." <laughs> like no, I don't actually. I don't have to do that. It's where I'm I'm trying to figure it out. I don't know what to do. Honestly, like I understand. I don't I don't know how to hit on a dude. I haven't hit on a dude in forever and yet I judge how dudes hit on me like I don't know what the middle ground is here but I do know that like catcalling is bad I had this guy I, I I was a little bit drunk and I got off the bus a little early and had to walk like four blocks home alone at night and this guy was on his bike on the sidewalk and was following me ahead of me for like four blocks and kept turning around being like blah 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 blah, blah. and I was like are you talking to me like or no and Finally, I was just so annoyed because I was getting close to my house and I was worried. So I, I got up the courage to put my keys in my fist like Wolverine, bless you. <laughs> and I, I dialed 911 on my cell phone, like put the numbers up, which I learned from my mom because in Chicago, when you get off the free, you get off the highway, like people like knock on your window to ask for money, but then they just end up robbing you at gunpoint. So my mom would always hold up her cell phone and go like 911. And I actually figured out that the first time she did that was when I locked her out of the car when I was two and trapped myself in it, and that was the only way she got me to unlock it. So that was good, that was a, that was a learning. So I dialed 911 and I went up to the guy and I said, hey, leave me alone, please. I will call the cops. And he said, what, so I could tell him you're being a bitch? <laughs> and I said, fair assessment. That is a, an accurate statement that you can give to the police when they get here. It's just you don't know what to do. You might, I'm, I don't know what to do. If you just wanted to punch me in the face, you could have punched me in the face. I have, no, I have no recourse. You might be saying, Tess, why don't you get pepper spray? Well, let me tell you. In eighth grade, I was supposed to silly string the gym teacher, got too excited, didn't look where the nozzle was, silly stringed myself in the face. <laughs> you might be saying, Tess, why don't you go get a gun? Have you seen a Lifetime movie? <laughs> Women do not know how to hold guns. They're always like facing their rapist from 10 years ago and holding it two hands and shaking them just <laughs> also when I was 14 I was shooting a rifle and I didn't have it situated in my arm good enough kickback when it went under my armpit scoping me in the face I said did I hit the target and they said no but you're bleeding pretty profusely <laughs> so I'm just gonna get punched in the face sometime and it's gonna be fine <laughs> all right thank you you guys Tess Berry! Take up skateboarding, because once you hit your face hits the ground and you give yourself a black eye, you're like, eh, someone could punch me in the face. Doesn't fucking matter. Doesn't hurt that bad. Come at me with your fucking fists of fury, you man. Just kidding. I don't ever want to get in a fight with a dude. It's scary. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> 911. Uh, anyways. Uh, yay. That was, yay. Let's cleanse the air of sexual assault. <laughs> 
we'll burn some sage against sexual assault and bring up our next comedian. You guys are going to laugh super hilariously unless you talk about sexual assault again. We can laugh at that too. I can laugh at it. I'm fine with it. I don't care. <laughs> Put your hands together. It's Ginny Hogan. Um, so I went to an all-girls school for like most of my life, like ages uh, five through eighteen. So I've never really, oops, sorry, had like the pleasure of interacting with like eleven-year-old boys. I don't know anything about them. I don't know what they're like. Um, and so I've decided it's time to learn. Uh, so I went to a chess tournament. Um, no, I'm just kidding. I didn't go to a chess tournament to meet eleven-year-old boys. Uh, I was competing. Um, and I won. Just kidding. Okay, so I work at a tech company, and we, uh, like, we're always trying to hire more women, but, like, the issue is that when we bring in women, it's really difficult to, like, uh, assess them after the interview because no one wants to say that they're bad because then people are, like, worried they're going to look like they're sexist because the team is, like, all men. Like, if we have, like, a man who comes in, if it's, like, a white guy and, like, he sucks, like, we don't even, like, do a debrief. Like, everyone just, like, goes, like, thumbs down all at once. Or, like, some, like sometimes I make fart noises. Like, sometimes I actually fart. But, like, mostly, like, it's just really, it's just really easy to, like, eliminate them. But we interviewed this woman and she... Uh, I thought she was all right. This is the issue. She she was in a very an engineering job, and she didn't speak English, really, um, which I thought was fine, because I think a lot of my coworkers, like, it would be better if they made less use of their English language skills. Um, but she, so then we're, like, assessing her after the interview, and no one really wants to say this, like, because then they'll look, like, racist and, like, sexist at the same time, but, like, everyone's kind of, like, veering around. It's, like, a half-hour-long, like, ordeal trying to, like, say that we're probably not going to hire her, and then eventually my boss is, like, yeah, I think she'd just be a good fit for, like, a different role, like, at a different company, like, in China. Uh, <laughs> um... So, uh, I haven't had sex in a while, and I, it doesn't really bother me, like, I hadn't noticed uh, this was true until I started writing this joke, um, and it just happened to be true, but the only thing I'm worried about is that, like, uh, that it's going to be, like, a gap in my resume, you know, and that, like, the next time I want to have sex, the guy's going to be like, do you even still have these skills, you know, like, <laughs> you can, like pretend to have, like, because there are, like, girls coming out of college today who just give, like, way more efficient blowjobs, like aided by technology, they can really just get through it faster. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, I can't remember what else I want to talk about. Let me check. Sorry. I had more. Okay, I think locksmiths are pretty creepy. I think it's, like, creepy that you can just, like, call someone and they'll, like, show up at your... And, I mean, locksmiths themselves sometimes are creepy. Any experience I've, I've had with them, like, the actual person has been very creepy. But also just the idea is creepy that you can just call anyone and they'll let you into someone's house, like no questions asked. Um, and this, on the one hand, this makes me feel unsafe. Uh, on the other hand, it's nice to know that I'm never more than like $100 away from any of my ex-boyfriends. Uh, <laughs> that I like. Um, okay, so un, uh, unlike a lot of women my age, um, like Tess, for example, I never receive unwanted sexual attention uh, because I literally want all of it. <laughs> I. <laughs> I love attention. It's my favorite thing. Um, that's not actually true. I didn't even know that that joke was untrue until, how untrue it was until I told it at the brainwash. Um, and then I decided I need to tell it at the end of my set when I tell it. Um, <laughs> otherwise, I can't get through things. Um, but I, yeah, I love attention, like all kinds of attention. Um, I love sexual attention, like medical attention, like attention um, from traffic cops, like attention from like random people at the gym who tell me I'm doing the exercise wrong. Uh, 
I did not know that chest press referred to my own chest. <laughs> that was un- <laughs> that was unclear. Okay, Jenny, bye. Hooray, Virginia Hogan! Yay! Uh, just to reaffirm your supposition your theory yes all locksmiths are creepy I have one friend who's a locksmith and he's the creepiest dude in the world he drives around in a van he drove up here to the corner once came out of the thing with whiskey he's like drink some whiskey I'm like I don't want your whiskey man he's like get in my van let's go have fun I'm like no I don't want it it says Don's locksmith on the side I'm like no dude you're not unlocking any part of my heart or vagina ever they're creepy as fuck. Jenny Hogan, everybody clap it up. Yay! Uh, your next comedian is uh, one of my favorite people. Very, very funny man. Used to have a show here on the station. You can still find it under Clantoni's spoiler alert. They still stack up. Like, you can still listen to his old podcasts, and they're still funny. Because they were talking about movies from long ago anyway, so it's still... If you watch movies, you should listen to his old podcast. It's really funny. And listen to his jokes right now. Uh, put your hands together. It's Clay Newman! I feel like there's some jobs you just get a pass for being creepy. It just makes sense. He's a locksmith. You don't meet a guy that works in the mortuary. You're like, oh, this guy's kind of grim. I don't know. (laughs) Something depressing about this guy. Yeah, he's a person who's like, what is my skill set? Get it in places I'm not supposed to be. (laughs) But in like a safe legal way. I just flew in from a week of shows in Vegas, and boy, is my sense of morality tired. Uh, oh, shit. Wow. It's a crazy place, man. There's cocaine everywhere. Uh, prostitution's legal. Gambling's legal. You could drink well past two in the morning, which I found out is a terrible idea. <laughs> California's got that one right. We should stop. All of these vices, you can get married on a whim. Gross. And yet in this hellhole, pot is a felony. Pot's a fucking felony. Prostitution, legal. Marijuana, felony. And it proves something that I've thought this whole time, which is people that don't smoke weed are pieces of shit. Uh, that's, That's just deductive reasoning. I took critical thinking in college, and I'm pretty sure that makes sense. I thank you. All right, you've had four applauses. That's enough. You've burned all of your... No, I can't earn it every time. You're setting a bar too high for applause. It's been every single joke, and now the next time I don't get one, I'm going to feel bad about myself. We should just lower the bar back down here where it should be. Uh, (laughs) I... um, I was hanging out with some old friends recently, one of my friends from growing up, like one of my best friends as a kid, and it turned out while I have all of these fond memories of our friendship, uh, he remembers me torturing him and his pets. Uh, That's his side of the memory. Whoops! Uh, I I thought we were really good friends. I thought I was good to him, Uh, uh, but I did kill two of his pets. 
and almost a third. Uh, I'll start with the almost because it didn't end that badly. Uh, they they had a backyard that was uh, sharing a wall with a big power plant. Like they had a big backyard. We weren't supposed to be there. We used to go there all the time. Not only did we used to go there, their dog would jump over the fence every once in a while, poop in the backyard, and they would have to come around and give them back the dog angrily. And be like, look, man, I already have to work for a fucking power plant. I got to pick up dog shit now. Get your dog out of here. So they like the dog was at the point. It had multiple warnings. They built the fence higher. The dog couldn't poop back there anymore. So me and my friend are playing. We're playing airsoft gun, which is where it's like paintball, only you argue about whether or not you got hit. That's pretty much the game. Uh, you get shot, and then you say, no, I didn't. <laughs> and I did a thing. I don't know if you ever do this thing. I waited too long to poop. Uh, <laughs> Too long to be able to go back over the fence without pooping. So I pooped in the backyard and they almost took the dog away. <laughs> I never fed up to it. Uh, they didn't take the dog away because I was honest. They didn't take the dog away because they, that's just, you can't put a dog down for pooping. That's not right. Uh, uh, I did kill his lizard on accident. Uh, it was in a small terrarium. I knocked it over, kind of buried the lizard alive. Not proud of it, but it happens. The third animal was the rabbit that I killed, and I'd do it again if you let me. I was 10 years old, put in charge of feeding this rabbit for a week while they were on vacation. Day one, all I wanted to do was pet this amazing fuzzy thing. I reach in there, just full of love, bites the shit out of me. Guess what didn't eat day two through six? Uh, that fucking rabbit. Uh, <laughs> I want to say lesson learned, but not really, because the rabbit died. <laughs> so the only lesson there was Clay didn't get to take care of animals in the neighborhood anymore. Uh, well, that's been my time. Give it up for Pam. Keep it going for rabbit killer. Clay Newman, bunny murderer. It's okay. My my dog killed a rabbit once. He lifted the thing. My my friends were taking care of my chocolate lab, and they had a bunny, and he was a rambunctious young puppy, smart dog, and he, he somehow lifted the latch and got the rabbit, and he played with the rabbit to death, and they found my dog in the backyard throwing the rabbit up in the air and then, like, catching it with his mouth and shaking it and then, like, Throwing it out there and shake. He didn't get it. He thought it was a toy. Oh, and I couldn't look at him for like a month. I was like, You're a killer. He's like, What did I do? I'm a named dog. Anyways, I'm sorry that you're a murderer. I hope, I hope you can live with that. I find it hilarious. Uh, I'm excited for your next comedian because he's new. He's never been here. And, and this is great. He navigated the tasks on the fucking internet, which is unheard of for a new person. So we're very excited to have him here. Everybody put your hands together and laugh hysterically at the jokes of Christopher Guerra. Thanks, Pam. It's good to be here. Um, you all like impressions? Me too. So, um, yeah, people say that marijuana is a gateway drug. And they're right. It's a gateway to overeating and liking the Dave Matthews band. <laughs> yeah. So I live in Richmond in the East Bay, not on purpose. One thing about living in Richmond, I hear sirens almost every night, which makes it hard for me to sleep 
But now it's getting to the point where it's hard for me to sleep without hearing sirens. You might say that sirens are like whale calls to me. <laughs> I love you, man. <laughs> but now it's becoming a problem because one time I was driving and when I heard a police siren, I fell asleep at the wheel. Now you know why I'm paying a lot for car insurance. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing about living in Richmond, I hear gunshots at night. Like there was this one time I was about to leave my apartment to go to the store. And when I get to the door, I hear this. So I turned around and I said, uh, never mind. I'll stay home and have Pop-Tarts for dinner. So uh, my girlfriend and I have been together for 24 years. 24 years, that's a long ass time. People ask me, what's the secret of maintaining a strong, fruitful relationship? And I tell them the secret is to not get married. That's right, right on. My girlfriend and I do not believe in marriage. We feel that we don't need a license to prove that we love each other. I mean, isn't it enough, isn't it enough that we're having sex? And you hear people talk about banning gay marriage. I think we should ban marriage, period. Let's ban marriage so we can be free to sleep with whoever we want. And I remember saying to my girl, <laughs> thank you, sir. <laughs> a little slow, but that's all right. Uh, and I remember saying to my girlfriend, honey, I may not give you a diamond ring, but I'll always give you a pearl necklace. <laughs> yeah. Who says romance is dead, huh? Yeah, when I tell a dirty joke, somebody would come up to me and say, do you kiss your mother with that mouth of yours? And I say, no. I usually kiss your mom with this mouth of mine. <laughs> and tell her to call me. I think she gave me herpes. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. She gave me the Zika virus. Uh, <laughs> Love to squeeze your honkers. Uh, so before I go, I just want to say this. This. That's my time. My name is Chris Guerra. Back to you, Pam. Chris Guerra all the way from Richmond. Taking many bridges, yeah. Oh, you took Bart. Oh, good. Oh, that's even better. Yeah, I mean, multiple bridges. How can one do? Uh, and, uh, and, the, and, the, and the traffic. It's like, it just gives me a headache just thinking about it. Uh, no, actually, I was on the, my, my boyfriend's a wonderful driver, uh, but I still, I'm scared of bridges um, because I don't believe in the architect. You know, we all have faith in architecture. I don't. <laughs> I'm like, who are these engineers that did, oh, there's a bridge. It certainly is going to stand the width of all these tons of cars. And, oh, we have underwater trains that are electric. I don't, I don't understand. I don't, I'm Laura Ingalls Wilder, eat your heart out. Uh, your next comedian, uh, I'm so glad he lives in the Bay Area now. It's great because we get to see him more. Uh, his luscious locks are going to fill the stage uh, also with his wonderful comedy. Put your hands together. It's Chad Opitz. Hello. Nice to be here. Um, I was raised in a very religious home, and 
My father was not the most accepting when it came to homosexuality, but I have a gay uncle, and it took him a very long time to accept that my uncle was gay. But until it was kind of recently, he'd started to at least admit that he was gay because he was very open about it. And so my dad actually went and uh, my uncle asked him to help him work on his house, like add an addition to it. So he went and like was there for about a week or so, like hanging out with my uncle and his friends who were gay. And he came back and I asked him, well, how was your time? Because I was very curious how he f acted around this whole thing. And he was like, Chad, you wouldn't believe it. These guys talked about other men as if they were women. I was like, like, what the fuck? Like, and I get what he was trying to say, but like, that's such a strange way of wording. Like, I just imagine these guys like standing around wearing like hard hats, being like, there's no way I'm voting for anyone but Hillary, okay? I don't want a man in the White House, too fucking emotional, you know? I don't want their finger on the trigger with a boner, you know? Some bullshit, you see the tits on that dude? Holy fuck, amazing. I don't know. Oh man. Is anyone here a member of the Mile High Club? Any sexual adventurers in the crowd? There's no way you aren't, sir. I know you are. God damn. No, I've never done it. Oh, really? Oh, man. You fucked on LSD, though, I bet. Right? There we go. That's, a tr that's an even bigger trip, dude. That's amazing. You're not, even, you're not just in the sky. You're in the fucking heavens, my good man. Lordy, but Gordy. But is anyone here a member of the Five Mile an Hour Club? That's where you fuck on a Segway. You ever, you ever tried? I don't, I don't recommend it. It's uh, very awkward. The guy who invented the Segway died driving his Segway off a cliff. Did anyone know that? Yeah, look it up. He fucking, he went off-roading on that shit. Like the guy who, and he like probably knew you shouldn't even take it out in like a light rain. He's like, I'm fucking going on the cliffs. Wee. Oh my God. Like at least I died doing what I loved. It's uh, crushed by 300 pounds of sadness. Lordy God. Does anyone else think it's bullshit Forever 21 doesn't sell alcohol? <laughs> I don't, uh, yeah. that's the most memorable part of turning 21. It's not like, I can buy a blouse, I'm 21. I don't know, it fucking doesn't make any sense. I don't like that store. I also don't like Whole Foods. I don't think any store that lives by the adage of the customer is always white should be, uh, I don't like that. It's no good. Um, do you want to hear smoke electronic cigarettes? Are you got any e-cig enthusiasts in the crowd? Nobody will ever admit this shit at a show, <laughs> ever? God damn it. I'm like, it can't just be Corey Feldman smoking all these fucking things. <laughs> I like them. They always make me think of two, two robots smoking those in bed after sex, you know. But maybe tragically over time, one of those robots smokes one too many electronic cigarettes, has to get a hole cut in its robot neck, put a voice box up to it that makes it sound human. <laughs> You know what I think robot sex would smell like? Yeah, I've been thinking about it. <laughs> Have you ever held on to a bunch of pennies for a while? Just <laughs> Takes a while to get that. So I'm just reiterating the erotic fiction I'm gonna be typing up later tonight, guys. That's my <laughs> real passion on the robot sex fan forums. Typing up the two robots fucked furiously while the room filled with the scent of a fistful of wet pennies. Ah, All right, that was fun. Thank you, guys. Robot sex! Chad Opitz, yay! I've been, that was a big thing uh, actually this week on the 
on the on the interwebs and the smarty pants and all the things they're they're trying to figure out new ways for people to have sex like electronically like where they it's like an I am sexing where like you put this thing on your pee pee and she puts this thing on her badge and then and then there's other little sensors and then you can have like sex from far away and so then it begs the question like you know, if you meet a dude in, on Facebook in, in, you know, Boston and you put on the sexy things, are you cheating or are you, is it just like, what's happening? I don't understand any of it because I'll never hook up my naughty bits to a computer to have sex. Like, I just do it the normal way. The, the new, the new um, virtual reality sex thing, it's been a big talk in the news. I think it does everything. <laughs> I, supposedly, it's like a, it's like a talking uh, fleshlight, basically, like, but it's not like a talking flashlight because the girl's on the other end and she just won't shut up. Am I right? Anyways, moving on. <laughs> I, don't know. It's a, I don't know how anything works anymore. There's all this, all this. I don't even have a smartphone. Your next comedian has a smartphone because we were hanging out today and she's like, you might have to get a smartphone, Pam. Uh, but she's wicked smart and super rad. You guys don't even know the depths that we could plumb into the humor and comedy of Trina Roderick. Yay! Okay, so um, none of this is going to be funny or all off the hook, really. It's just, it's going to be free therapy is what's really just what's happening at this point in time. And also, I learned that the demographic is like men that are in their, what, 20? So this is, you know, it's all going to be good. Um, So my therapist wants me to listen to my body. I need to hear what my body is saying to me. And so I figured out, I'm putting it together. We're not fully there yet, but I realize it's three conversations. Okay, there's the pussy, there's the intuition, and then your head. Three. I get, anybody can come up with a trilogy for that and let me know. I'll pay you for a joke. Just Because, again, none of this is going to be funny. So, <laughs> anyway, buying jokes. I don't pay much for jokes. Anyway. <laughs> so, okay, so, so our pussies mine anyway asleep most of the time like just like asleep and also the blackout drunk chick right like a like hardcore asleep like the blackout drunk chick that falls asleep and then wakes up again like 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 she almost dead like I'm working on my act outs like (laughs) what year is it what year is it can I just like fucks everything up right because the sleep most of the time so usually my gut which is like eve like the 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 mother earth right like eve like you know the rapper like eve don't give a fuck about you that's what it is (laughs) right and then there's the head who when the pussy wakes up comes out with a lab coat and a clipboard and forms right (laughs) lots of testing that my fucking head wants to do whenever the pussy wakes up and, okay. <laughs> Again, I told you none of this is gonna be funny. So I think what happens is, like, uh, I, it, I have friends that I've been friends with like forever and um, when you're friends with somebody forever, you guys pretty much just fight all the time. That's, that's how the friendship works at that point in time. Like my friend Sabrina, we were on a road trip together, I've known her forever and we were fighting of course, and uh, she was like, well, has anyone ever told you you're odd? And I was like, well, yes. 
obviously. They're usually more complimentary about it. <laughs> like, Trina, I've never met anyone like you before. <laughs> Dude. So we're tight, though. Like, right now, we're so close, we're not speaking. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. You know why? Because, like, bitches, the thing about bitches, <laughs> cherish the times that they're not speaking to you, okay? Because that bitch is going to come back and start, right? Anyway, all right. Thank you so much. <laughs> No, I know, no, oh, oh, wait, so I was getting, my point is, my point is, I feel like these three are together too much, and it's, that's, I think, the inner conflict, right? They're really good friends, like, they're tight, but fighting constantly, anyway, like I said, none, not at all funny, just free therapy, thank you. Free therapy for Trina Roderick, absolutely, on stage. And when her pussy wakes up, there's a guy with a clip. It's her with a clipboard asking for tests. Oh, if I had a nickel. Just kidding. I don't usually have that problem. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Chad. Right on. Just looking at my list. Oh, my God. Our next comedian. It is so exciting that he's here. I thought that the waves swallowed him up. I thought that I thought that the dingoes gotcha. I thought that the wolves peed on your house and it turned into a, it turned into Lot's wife, and they sent you out into the. Suddenly, you were in the ether, and now you're back. Yeah, he was in the ether, and now he's back. He's got a pointy hat. We're very excited, and real shoes. What the fuck's going on? What happened to your gorilla suit, bro? All right. Yeah, he has two outfits. One's a gorilla suit, and one's looking like a normal human being. Put your hands together for Will the Beast. It's my ink machine. He rides over the fires of the future space. Porcelain and lace. Man, I've... So, uh, I just got done with uh, my community service. And uh, the last thing I have to do, I'm going to take care of it right now. I got to do a little PSA about stealing. So, I'm going to just get this done, and that's it. Uh, all right, stealing is wrong, <laughs> but if you're gonna do it, please do it in a safe way. <laughs> all right, so uh, so I think I might have solved a big problem this past winter. Might have figured out the trick to rain. <laughs> big and. Um, so I spent December and January living on a beach um, on a cliffside, and it rained like the whole two months except for like five days. Uh, does anybody know what you do a lot of when you're living outside and it rains a lot? Scrabble. Close. A little bit. You jerk off a lot. <laughs> Combination kind of, you know? Um, but uh, I wasn't just jerking off. I was like researching jerking off. All right. <laughs> and what I figured out was when I would like jerk off slow, the rain would come down slow. But when I would like jerk off faster, the rain would come down faster. And like, I mean, I mean, like, really fast. Like, when I really jerk it off fast, that rain is, like, hitting me in the face. Like, just 
And that's when it hit me. Not in the face, but that's when it hit me because Indians used to do rain dances for rain. But according to my research, if you want rain nowadays, you got to go outside and jerk off. It's crazy, I know. I didn't think climate change was real either, but that shit is fucking real. It's really happening. Another thing uh, Wildebeest was able to accomplish out there was uh, I discovered my G-spot. <laughs> and I got to say, discovering my G-spot, for me, had to be a little bit what like Columbus felt when he discovered America. Because, you know, both discoveries were long, hard, arduous journeys filled with shit. Like, seriously, I mean, but if I had my choice... Between finding my G-spot in America, I'd say I take my G-spot every fucking time. Yeah. Every fucking time. That shit was amazing. And besides that, I mean, why hang out with eight billion assholes when you can just hang out with one, right? <laughs> Another thing I don't get about G-spots is location. Because the G-spot in women is like down, up, and to the left. And in men, it's like down, up, and then you got to move all this shit out of the way. Like, <laughs> what the fuck is up with this shit? I don't know. But that's my time. I'm Wildebeest. Thank you. You got to move all this shit out of the way. Oh. Sticking his finger up his butt. I was constipated. I was constipated last week too. It got weird. Uh, yeah. Wow. Wow. Hey. Uh, your next comedian. Uh, I'm very excited that she's here. I know how to pronounce her first name, but not her last, which is why I'm gonna look at my notes because I knew it before I got up here and then I forgot. Your next comedian, lovely comedian, very funny, very young, and so funny for being so young. It makes me want to punch her in the face in my dreams, but only in my dreams, not in real life, because I love you, and I think you're a very sweet person. Uh, Put your hands together for Serini Wirasquera. Yay! You really know how to, like, set their expectations high. All right. Da-da-da-da-da. It's the motherfucking D-O-double-G. This is disappointing as fuck. Is no one going to say it? Snoop Dogg? I said Snoop Dogg. Thank you. You're the only real nigga in this room. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Da-da-da-da-da. What's the secretary of the state? Y'all should be ashamed. Y'all should be ashamed. Oh, boy. Alex Padilla. Alex motherfucking Padilla. And yes, I had to look that up for this joke. <laughs> um, I get it. I look young. Um, like, even if I did have a fake ID, I'd imagine the bouncer at the club would just take, like, one quick look at me and then point me in the direction of the nearest Toys R Us. Would I be mad? No, God, no. Have you seen those new BB-8 toys that you can control with your fucking phone? Okay, you can now switch off between watching porn and controlling your own goddamn robot. What a time to be alive. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, I also get that I like I look Indian. Like even if I um like, I look Indian. Like a lot of you guys probably look wait fucking tits. Think about this, Rainy. All right. Um, 
Hello. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I get that a lot of you guys probably think I'm Indian, which isn't the case. I'm actually from Sri Lanka. Uh, some of your faces are going, okay, what the fuck? That is not a real place. She totally just made that up. But then you remembered you went to public school, and then things start to make sense. <laughs> but I mean, okay, I go to public school. I turned out... That's debatable. Okay, we'll talk about it later. But um, I have I live in the dorms, and I have this um, RA on my floor, and he's like this total San Diego surfer blo surfer bro with like hair as blonde as his pr privilege. That wow, I totally butchered that joke. <laughs> just like oh god, um, just like um, like eyes as blue as his like toilet water because like to oh, yeah. blue toilet water like that's a white people thing. Like we can agree on that. And. Um, What's it called? Like teeth is as as straight as his like stance on gay marriage. Just a really white guy, and um, and uh, he's like just such a generally jolly guy. Like he like chuckles before he like starts a, um, each sentence. The first day I moved in, he was like, "Ha ha, welcome to floor eights, dudes and dudettes. Ha ha, mi casa es tu casa." And I mean, I'm from San Diego. Like, why the fuck do you think I left? <laughs> And um, <laughs> I remember I was uh, I was smoking weed in the dorms if the homeless jacket didn't give it away, and uh, <laughs> I um, was I forgot to put a towel by the door. Classic weed atrocity. Yeah, she's looking at me like, yeah, you fu you done fucked up. You done. <laughs> he also smokes weed clearly. Um, but I um, was yeah I forgot to put the, the, the fucking uh, for the, for you non-smokers out there yeah the, it's it keeps the smell of your dank kush from like wafting out, and <laughs> and because uh, you always have dank kush when you're a freshman in college, and. Um, so I, I uh, he knocks on the door and I open it and he's like, ha, ha, yo, Sereni. Like a good three seconds of my life was stolen by him carrying out the O in yo. <laughs> like I feel like I'm on the TED of like Wayne's World when I'm talking to him. And <laughs> he's like, ha, ha, yo, Sereni, your Febreze game is not on point. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I was like, I'll work on it. And then he's like, he gave me one of these and like walked off. That was it. That was the whole interaction. Because um, he's a frat guy. He gets it. Like people our age smoke and drink. But um, he actually got kicked out of the dorms for some sort of violation. But I mean, he's in a frat. I think the better question is who he violated. <laughs> so um, now I'm scared because I feel like they're going to replace my beloved RA with some piece of shit with morals. And... Um, <laughs> The new RA moves in. He, uh, you know, asks how day is, actually means it, knocks on the door, gives us snacks. What a, what a piece of shit. <laughs> like, I feel like he's like a giant Teletubby. Like, he hasn't had true disappointment in his life, and I wanted him to feel that. So I had sex with him. Uh, I heard it did the trick. Last time I heard, he started up on Prozac. Okay, thank you. My name is Serenity. That's our time. Give it up for Pam. Okay, so here's what we used to do when I was back in college. You take you take the toilet paper roll or the or the. Well, it's just you just need a, a, a fabric softener in the uh, in the in the toilet paper or the or the bigger one. What's the to, it, it's a paper towel roll. Thank you. I just I lose I have short-term memory issues because I smoke so much weed, so I forget names. But you put the you put it in the blow it through. You're fine. You can smoke it wherever the fuck you want. Yeah. Or Yeah, yeah. So and if you really want to be safe, just go in the bathroom, turn the shower on because the steam does something too. So shower on, steam, weed, and then through the uh, paper towel dispenser with the freshener on the end. They'll never smell a thing. Fuck Febreze, it's too expensive. 
Okay. Da na na na. The more you know, we'll teach you everything. You don't. Here's my other pro tip for you. Don't ever do cocaine and ecstasy at the same time. It's a waste of both drugs. I have friends who are pharmacologists. It's absolutely a waste of both drugs. It makes you all stressed out. Like you know, like Molly's supposed to make you cool and see things and have fun. Coke totally messes. Don't do it. I'm just saying, like, don't ever do those things together. I know a lot about, if you ever want to learn about drugs, I'll tell you about it. Don't ever take nutmeg either. Oh, my God. I know it makes you high, but please don't. Just take the acid, okay? Never take nutmeg. P-U-P-D, polyuria, polydipsia. It's, I know too much. K- Kelly Cry's not here. Okay, moving on. Alex Warren, not here. Jesse Warren, not here. Not here. Moving on. Cole Chapman, here. He's here. Hey, everybody, we're moving along with a happy hour open mic. Your next comedian, a very funny young man. He's got the bluest eyes in comedy. Put your hands together for Cole Chapman. (laughs) Beatboxing back there? What was that? Wait, play that song again. Go. Yo, all right, yo, okay, no, cut the beat, thank you. I'm not gonna, I can't freestyle, that'd be the... (laughs) No, I think I shouldn't. I think that would be uh, wrong on a lot of levels here, just like this was. Uh, Weed shower, that does something, because I used to take showers when I would smoke weed at at my parents' house when I was living there. Uh, Pam's not paying attention, but it's fine. And um, once, hello, and uh, (laughs) the... Like, a couple months after I moved back from college and I was, like, doing that a lot, uh, I remember my mom knocked on the door once, and I was like, oh, shit. You know, because I do the fan on, blowing out the window. Dube tube, by the way, is, I believe, the colloquial name. How do you say that word? Colloquial? A sploof? That's the, that's the word. Yeah, no, you don't say colloquial like sploof. Just, ha-ha, <laughs> jokes. Okay, um, no, but I... <laughs> She knocks on the door and she's like, hey, I think there's been a uh, uh, like skunk roaming around these parts. I was like, oh, she's like, for the last six and a half months. <laughs> I was like, yeah, f- I mean, maybe. Could be. Skunk mysteriously left. Oh, dude, I took your spot. Sorry. That was like way too aggressive. It's like, I mean, hi, Jesse. What's up? Oh, and he takes my seat. Motherfucker. All right, now it's on. No, kidding. Um... <laughs> What am I here to talk about? Is 24 to 35 really your key demographic? Like, you're cool. All right, like, do you, like, feel cool about that? It's like, that's like millennial age, right? What is a millennial? I don't Thank you. You're like the one person to be like, Who's, who cares, man? Let's just get along. Everyone else is like, fucking millennials, ruining everything. I don't know if we are, but I kind of feel like we are. I don't, like, there's too many combinations of shit now. You know what I mean? Like, cronut. What is it? The cruffin? That's a, th- a plus for the, for the cronut. Yeah. I like waiting in line for shit. That's a big thing. I don't understand. Like, I feel like we're getting priorities mixed up. Like the, the biggest thing that I've seen, I don't know if anybody's, let me do a quick scan of the room. No, 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 no. Okay, cool. You're all cool. As far as I know, I can't, I don't know what your winter wear is like, but like the, the like leather jacket vests with like the denim sleeves or vice versa. You know what I'm talking about? Is this a familiar concept with you? Am I identifying with the audience right now? Am I wrapping you all in by looking at all three directions and dressing each time I get there? 
No one's on board with this clothes thing. We're just. <laughs> Let me tell you, sir, you should have spoken up earlier <laughs> when I was requesting, when I was calling for help, blowing my Titanic whistle out in the sea of comedy. Um, fucking, I lost my, I lost my train of thought now. Now I don't, no idea what we're talking about. Thank you, sir. We've got the sonographer colloquial. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. Fucking yeah, like those jackets, like dude, you are two sleeves or one vest away from like a cool jacket. And I don't understand what the obsession is with just like fucking swapping. It's weird, you know? You know what else is weird? That's not a joke really yet. It, but you know, why am I telling it here? Hmm, I don't know. It's an open mic, that's why. Okay. <laughs> you talked about uh, killing pets. <laughs> cool. I had a roommate who also killed a lizard, um, but she showed up one day, and she was like a 22-year-old stoner out of her mind. Um, great person. What? That contradicted everything. Um, she showed up one day. She had a bearded dragon. She was like, guys, check it out. I got a terrarium and everything. I want to name this one Merlin. We're all like, oh, cool. No, she didn't name it Merlin. God damn it. She named it Puff because she liked to smoke weed. Get it? <laughs> I was like, oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Uh, two weeks after she gets it, she runs down to my room in a panic. Ah, knocks on the door, wakes me up. It's 1130. I go to bed responsibly, kind of. Anyways, and she Opens the door, unannounced, very rude. And she walks in and she's like, I think Merlin, fuck, Puff, died. And I was like, oh no. Let me go check. I go upstairs. Uh, I don't know if you've seen lizards before. They don't move much. They just kind of, like it had been sitting there static for like two minutes and then she assumed it was dead and had to let me know. Uh, well, two weeks uh, go by. She knocks on my door again. She's like, I think Puff died. And I was like, again? Like, you sure? <laughs> like, you remember it's a lizard, right? Like, we sh we've been over this. So we go upstairs, check it out. Uh, yeah, totally dead. Like, healed up, like, <laughs> fucking, like, classic dead position. You know, you thank you. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, what happened? She's like, well, I think it ate one of my ecstasy pills. <laughs> I was like, yo, that is the greatest... <laughs> Greatest way to go out for a lizard, probably of all time. Like, was the last time a lizard ever fucking tripped balls as it just descended? It was like going through the end of 2001, a space odyssey. It was like, and then it's just dead. That would be the coolest shit ever for a lizard. So two weeks go by, she comes back. She's like, I got a new lizard. We're like, no! Uh, it's got a happy ending, though. She named it Merlin, and two weeks later, it died. Okay, see you Poor thing, he had these modified things, these modified... Cole Chapman, I want to be friends with your friends because if they have enough ecstasy to give their lizards ecstasy, they have enough, they have enough for me. <laughs> I, don't, I don't take much more than a tatted lizard. That's <laughs> all you what. All right. Uh, your next comedian, he just showed up. He wasn't here before, but he came back, and we're excited, and I'm trying to find him to make... Did he go? There he is. Yay! Put your hands together for our favorite techie non-techie. <laughs> we should make you a shirt that says that, techie non-techie. Well, techie. You're a techie, but we want to pretend that you're not a techie because you're a comedian. So I'm trying my best. Jesse Warren, yay! Suffering, 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 suffering. What's up, guys? Thanks for putting me on, uh, even though I just showed up. I was going to get up here and talk about pussy knives, like videos where like girls put knives in their vagina and take it out. But uh, I got a text an hour ago uh, from my ex-girlfriend saying we're done. So I'm going to talk about that instead because I feel emotional about it. Do I'm, it's kind of... 
I know I'm gonna, getting to it. She's my ex. I'm getting to it. All right. So we broke up. We broke up when I, we broke up when I moved here, but we're still talking and stuff. And she comes and visits sometimes. And now she texts me, Jesse. I can't handle this anymore. We're done. And I feel so sad, man. I'm such a pussy because now I'm crying about my ex-girlfriend letting me know something that already existed, man. I don't know. I think that's. So so this is why this is why she says we're done. So we she like uh, we were kind of still half dating while I was here, but we were all we were both doing our own thing. Um, but she would visit sometimes, and she'd go crazy. She'd want to know what was going on in my life, so she stalked me on Facebook. She'd fucking go through all my stuff when I wasn't at my apartment, when I was like out, I don't know, on a walk or something. When she was visiting, and she'd like she went she found my old joke ner- uh, journal and she read through it, which is fucked. Just fuck, because the first time I wrote stuff, I was in Amsterdam. I was talking about fucking a bunch of prostitutes, and and I wasn't. So that's the thing. I wasn't fucking prostitutes, but I was just like, Megan, those are jokes about fucking prostitutes. That doesn't mean it actually had to happen. That's just stuff I fantasized about when I was with you. It's it's okay. It didn't happen. It's just stuff that I kind of wish happened, but I didn't have the balls to pay for that shit. I kind of regret not doing it now, though. Seriously, that shit would have been so much fun, man. It looked like people were having a good time doing it. You know what else she? What the other thing she did was when she was in uh, my apartment and I was out, out. She and I came back. She said, "Jesse, I found 32 condoms in your apartment hidden." And I was like, "Yeah, they're still in an unopened box. Like, what? You're gonna look through my stuff and make fun of me for not getting any pussy now? Is that what you're doing?" Uh, yeah. She'd go through all my shit. And she'd stalk me on Facebook, and uh, it was unhealthy, man. It was unhealthy. So I, I, I'm emotional right now, and I do what I, I always do whenever I get emotional. I listen to a ton of Drake. I listen to so much Drake. Because I usually think he knows what to say. Uh, I look up to him for a lot of stuff. He, I was listening to this song where he was like, disregard, disregard females, like acquire currency, get money, disregard females. And I was like, yeah, man, this is really like numbing the emotion. This is good for me right now. I need this. Uh, but then the next song, he was just like totally change of pace. He was like, I want to kiss you. I miss you. I'm Drake. This is how I feel sometimes. And let's share it with everybody. Yo, 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 I'm Drake and I'm soft. Yeah, Drake is like the triple cream brie. Of rappers, he's a soft rapper. I tried that. I, that was an actual joke that I tried last time. Thank you, Pam. Um, but I, I, I turn to Drake for advice too much, and it usually doesn't work out as well as I hope. But it's, it makes me feel good temporarily. Uh, and I wouldn't be so like I don't know. I, me and uh, <laughs> me and uh, me and this girl had been together for like nine. Almost 10 Netflix series. So, like, I don't know. Isn't that how you guys measure this shit now? That's how I feel like that's how that's how relationships are measured. So I don't want to hear it. Like, people try to sympathize with me. They're like, yeah, man, I was with my girl for, like, two or three Netflix series. I'm like, you don't even know what you're talking about. All right, you, you don't know what you're talking about until you've watched. Uh, all right, to be honest, I don't watch that much TV, but I thought that would be relatable. So I don't like it. <laughs> So, uh, thank you guys. Jesse Warren, yay! Yay, it was relatable. 
Orange is the New Black's only like three series. Like you can't even, that's not even a relationship, right? Like how dare you? See, I, it's, it's, I know it's Netflix and chill. I thought I was trying to be a millennial there for a second using your lingo. <laughs> okay. Uh, your next comedian I've never met before and I'm excited that he's here for the first time. I hope he stays for a long time. <laughs> but um, sh- please put your hands together for Alex Stay. because his name's Kevin. Kevin Stay! Yay! Thanks. Uh, to be honest, I kind of deserve that one. Uh, I got that me and Jesse do improv with. Uh, during a name game in like level two, someone called him Keith, and I've been calling him Keith for like six months. <laughs> so that was fair. Um, yeah, so uh, I don't know if you guys paying attention uh, what's going on in North Carolina. Apparently their state government... Uh, yeah, apparently they don't have anything. Uh, apparently they don't have anything better to do but legislate where people, you know, take shits and piss. Um, so they've got this new law, you know, men in the men's room, women in the women's room. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, there's been a bunch of backlash. I, but I, one thing, one good thing that I hope comes out of this really, you know, just fucked up decision on their part is that we just move away from the idea of gendered bathrooms altogether. Like, how fucked up is it that we all shit and piss in the same room? Like, we don't, you would never build a house and be like, well, like, three toilets in there? Like, that's not, no, it's not, like, I've got a cat, and so if I'm taking a shit and she walks into the bathroom to use her litter box, she'll just go, oh, oh, sorry, you're, you're in here. Uh, uh, sorry to bother you. And because she has manners. Like, you don't shit in the same room as someone else. That's, that's private time. Uh... <laughs> So I hope, you know, if anything comes out of this, we just get rid of, it's going to be more expensive, infrastructure, whatever, but just no more public restrooms with stalls and urinals. Just everyone, unisex, private restroom. They've got it figured out here. So, yeah. Um, yeah, changing gears. Uh, so I was watching the other night a uh, documentary about dolphins. I feel like anytime they talk about dolphins on the Discovery Channel, it's always a, a discussion of, like, well, they might be as intelligent as us. We can never know. I think that's, no, they're definitely more intelligent than us. Like, it's not even a question. So they've got, you know, advanced communication and social signals and whatever. That's what they point to. But so to me, it's like they've developed a way to speak to each other, to coordinate these advanced hunting attacks. And they had the forethought to just be like, hey, should we do like the whole civilization thing? No. <laughs> no, I, it's, I, I, I mean, it's not working out for those guys on land. Uh like, we made a pretty conscious decision, uh, you know, a couple million years ago. We, we saw what was going on on land, and, you know, we were just kind of weird-looking dogs at the time. <laughs> but we, we just walked into the ocean, and it was hard. You know, I mean, there were fish that were swimming a lot faster than us, just kind of like this. But, you know, we worked at it a couple million years, and here we are uh, just, you know, shit was fucked up back there. You don't have generations and generations of weird-looking dogs, uh, going at it in the ocean if shit on land was okay, you know? So, I'm not even going to wait for the end. Thank you. Why you let him eat? Why you let him eat you? No, you Keep it going for Kevin Stay. He has lots of great ideas about... <laughs> 
I always wonder about dolphins because, you know, you know, they say humans and dolphins want to marry or whatever. And then they have sexual, you haven't heard about the people that have relationships in the Key West with the dolphins and they swim out the ladies. They swim out because they have relationships with the dolphins. You haven't heard about this? No, there are people that want to like marry dolphins or like we wish they were interspecies things. And, and the, the thing is, I'm just worried about the first snuff dolphin snuff porn when you like fuck the blowhole and they can't like it's. It's going to be dirty. Hey, if guys put their fingers in girls' tushies in 2002, you don't think they're going to stick their dick in a blowhole? Like, come on. Dudes are gross. <laughs> anyway, it's true. It's true. I mean, come on. It's, it's, snuff. It's, it's dolphin snuff porn. It's gross. All right. Your next comedian. We're getting into a Chris Rock block right now. Uh, we have two comedians, both named Chris. The first one, I don't know if I've seen him before. If I have, I was drunk and I don't remember you. Uh, but I'm excited because I think it's this guy in the corner. He's a guy I've never met before. Put your hands together for Chris Jaramillo. Give it up for your host. No, no, she's she's awesome. Like I, is this thing on? Okay, it is on. Okay. Anyway. No, no, like no, you're you're like so intense about like not mixing your drugs, just not spending. Like no, I remember my mom was like, "Don't do drugs, don't do drugs," and you're just like, "Don't mix them and waste money. Don't mix them. God damn it! For the love of God, whatever you do, don't waste money. Yeah, freaking utilize your drugs to their full potential." Uh, anyway, all right. But anyway, uh, so uh, I'm a, I'm surrounded. Okay. Um, Ah, oh, shoot. Yeah, be on the radio. Oh, doing comedy on the radio. I just, it makes me really want to just like pantomime my whole act. Um, like, <laughs> you, you ate a muffin, right? You didn't, you? You did, you son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But, um, so anyway, um, okay, I guess what should I talk about? Okay, hey, oh, did you guys hear they, they're, okay, I, somebody inspired me with the color purple talk, yeah, a little bit. I, um, uh, did you hear recently they made the uh, the musical The Color Purple? That's a real it's a real thing. Look it up. Look it up. I mean, yeah. Did you anybody see the movie? One person read the book. Okay, you. Jeez, Louise. What? I sold tickets to the show years ago. Okay. They. Oh. Okay. It's an old show. Is it a musical? Was it a musical? The old show? Oh, so I'm not even bringing up new news. It's just like you're just this is all this is all news. Anyway, it hit it hit Broadway. Anyway. And no, no, it's like, I don't know, if anybody like watched it, it's basically about a woman, she gets raped by her dad, she has, I know, it's, yeah, bringing up the mood right here, okay, that's what I'm doing. No, she gets raped by her dad, she gets sent to a, to a, like a husband that beats her and treats her like, like shit, and uh, yeah, just obviously a movie crying to be told through the magic of music and song, <laughs> and uh... I mean, no, but it makes me excited. It opens up, like, new things. Like, we can have, like, all sorts of new musicals. Like, I guess we might get the freaking Schindler's List musical that I've been dying for. Yeah, freaking, like, uh, yeah, we're off to the ovens. We're off to the ovens. Ethnic genocide really sucks. If you don't, if you don't like that one, my, my other choice was I was going to do a musical about a uh, human centipede. But, yeah, that was my... <laughs> Uh, if you don't know what human centipede is, don't learn. Yeah. It's not, it's, it, I mean, yeah, there's still hope for you. It's too late for the rest of us. I, uh, I feel like, like in history, like, uh, like, like our grandparents or parents, like there was t periods of the uh, 
history, like people remember where they were, like, you know, people remember where they were at Pearl Harbor, people remember where they were when Kennedy got shot. Like my generation, obviously we're going to remember where we were when 9-11 happened, and we also are going to remember the day Human Centipede was explained to us. That's going to be, that's, <laughs> like, I don't know, I don't know what your experience was, but mine was like, I, it briefly got mentioned, and I was like, what is that? And my friend Dave was like, do you really want to know? And I was like, why not? How bad could it be? And then I found out. And uh, I was like, I really regret you explaining that to me. I I will never recover. That's, uh, yeah, that traumatized me. Okay, cool. All right. That was, that was a perfect time horn. I just want that horn the entire time. I just want the, I like, that, this is where my joke was. I don't, I don't know. Because sometimes people can't tell. <laughs> um, but anyway. Uh, okay, you know what? I, I'm just, okay. Yes. Okay, I got one quick joke. Okay, um, has, has anybody? Seen, okay, I was watching the show Tiny Houses. <laughs> I was watching the show Tiny Houses, and it was driving me nuts. It was driving me fucking nuts because all the people on it were like, "Oh, look at these! Look at these! They, uh, the bedrooms are so small, and the bathrooms are so small, and the kitchen is so small." And my only thought was like, "What the fuck about Tiny Houses? Did you not understand? <laughs> like, unless unless your freaking real estate agent is freaking." Mr. Who or Dr. Who, Dr. I screwed that up. Dr. Who, my mouth works sometimes, ladies. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, unless, unless it is Dr. Who or a wizard, <laughs> Dr. Who or a wizard, uh, the only way you make a tinier house is you make the shit inside of it smaller. I was supposed to do that with more intensity, but I, I didn't, didn't. All right, anyway, I'm done talking. Thank you for listening. Chris Jadamio! Yay! Tiny houses. Tiny houses on the hillside. Anyway, I have no idea what I'm saying. It's Chris Rock Block right now, though. What? Yeah, you want to start scooting your way out of there? It's going to be. He's like back in the back, getting himself out. Chris Rockblock bringing his backpack on stage. You guys should know this one thing, that his backpack was stolen once from Brainwash Cafe while he was on stage performing. So please, I know everybody thinks everything is safe in the city, but always have your backpack near your person because even he was on stage performing for the motherfuckers and someone stole his backpack. I was there that night and I still feel the rancor. Put your hands together right now. It's Chris Knetzer. I left my backpack in the care of Jackson McBrayer. Does anybody, (laughs) does anybody here know Jackson McBrayer? Yeah, so, you know, he's a fucking piece of shit. Um, yeah. And it was the old days. It was one night a week you could be a brainwash. Thursday night, three fucking minutes you can't watch my shit. I poured ketchup for him that night. Fuck him. Um, <laughs> but I'm glad, I'm glad all of you are here. Uh, I'm glad all of you are here. Give it up for Pam. She does this shit, seriously, she, uh, she does this shit for five, five and a half hours every Friday, so we can come here for anywhere from 10 to 90 minutes and be like, thanks for saying, <laughs> stand outside and smoke. I, I've been in here for like over an hour, because I'm, I'm, I'm one of the worst ones. I'm a fucking 
conceited piece of shit. Just fucking come in, do my eh, eh, and then I just go out there and I smoke. And I'm like, who's up? Oh, she's funny, I guess. Uh, <laughs> piece of shit. And some of you are too. You're just, I don't know why everybody's acting so nice today. Um, give it up for Philip. Uh, Philip, who lives in the ceiling. Um, right? You've heard the, a lot of you younger comics don't know. The, look at how the fucking door came open when I started talking about Philip. Uh, yeah, it's all right. Uh, the, all the older folks know about it, but the younger folks don't. Philip, uh, was, he was 12 year old boy that used to hang out here. This used to be called Pirate Cat Radio. And it was run by a German mad scientist named Monkey. And, um, and, uh, what they did back in the day is they did all the radio stuff, not as much of the comedy stuff, but they did the radio stuff and they made maple bacon lattes. This is all fucking true. You can SF Wikipedia it. And, um... So the and he, monkey was obsessed with uh, two things. One was uh, domination of the world, and two was uh, making the perfect maple bacon latte. So he was trying to infuse, he was trying to infuse maple syrup with bacon. He was trying to infuse bacon with maple syrup, and then he would use the you know put those two together, and it's like quadruple flavor in your mouth, boom. And uh, so he's working on this thing, and this there's this 12 year old kid Philip that would hang out all the time. He'd stay out of the way. But he loved jokes, like he wanted to be a comic, you know, and he'd just do like the old classic jokes, you know, everybody knows, like, you know, I went to the doctor and uh, Doc said, I'm ugly. And I said, I want a second opinion. He said, you're fat, too. Uh, you know, like that was like Phillips level. He was into that shit and uh, great stuff. And so anyways, one day something went horribly awry and the uh, maple bacon, I don't know if it was the maple bacon or the bacon maple infuser just burst and uh, just scorching hot bacon syrup or syrup bacon again i'm not sure how it goes uh hit philip in the face and badly badly disfigured him and uh they had to do a bunch of surgeries to fix his face and eventually the only thing they could do is just like stretch the skin across his mouth so and then put a tube in so he couldn't talk anymore so his dreams of being a comic were dashed which ironically now we do a bunch of comedy in the space where where he had these dreams and so <laughs> He went missing, he went missing, and only the neighborhood legend has it that uh, when they were renovating, he crawled into the ceiling space here at Mutiny Radio, and uh, that's where he watches the sets from a little hole that he's dug in the ceiling so he can look down and watch us. <laughs> so I just want to give it up for Philip. <laughs> it's for you, buddy. All right, I have some other stuff to talk about. Uh, earlier tonight, ladies were talking about unwelcome sexual advances. I think we should all take it seriously. Uh, and I'm not trying to say, it happens to me too. But it did happen to me in the tenderloin as I was leaving work today. Uh, there was a six foot eight African-American gentleman just standing like in the corner of a liquor store. And so, you know, I'm just doing my thing. No eye contact. Do, 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 do. <laughs> like... Everything's fine, but my clothes are kind of fucked up, so you're not sure whether to ask me for anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I go by him, and he's like, suck your dick. And I was like, what? So I was just, like, so shocked. I turned and looked, and I was like, uh, and he was like, yeah, you motherfucker! And I was like, oh, my God. And I was, like, so scared. He's like, you sexy, fat, son of a bitch! I'll drain your motherfucking balls! And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, whew. I don't have a punchline, I'm just. <laughs> and then uh, the only other thing I want to say is I was reading, uh, there's a New York Times article about the octopus in New Zealand. Anybody catch this yet? 
Fuck, man, it's great. The octopus, the great escape. He lived in an aquarium in New Zealand, decided, fuck it, man, I'm out of here. So he got through a tiny slot in the top of the aquarium, walked across the wooden floor uh, down a drain pipe that was like about this big around, and he's the size of a soccer ball, and into the ocean 160 feet later, free. And... Uh, yeah, so this article was talking about all the skills you have to you have to have to do this shit. Like you have to have mapping skills and like octopi are incredibly intelligent. They're way more intelligent than like a 6-7 year old human kid. And we're eating fucking calamari. So that's right. So all I'm saying is let's like fucking think about things. Let's readjust and uh let's eat some children, y'all. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, get yourself Get yourself one of them fried baby arms and some marinara sauce, hmm? <laughs> All right, that's it. Give it up for Pam. Chris Ganats are finally debunking the issue with the ceiling. Super excited about that. Awesome stuff. Uh, your next comedian, he was part of a, a, a Warren block that happened a little earlier, but he's here now. We had, um, we had Jesse Warren, and now we have you. And you have the same last name, but you're not related at all, which I love, because I've seen people with the last name Benjamin, and we look nothing alike. So uh, put your hands together, everybody. It's Alex Warren! All right. I think that Jesse and I are actually related. We just haven't figured out how yet. <laughs> Um, so th there's these like pants that I was trying out earlier. There's these like compression pants. They fill with air and you're like putting them on and stuff. And it's like, it's supposed to be good for you. It's like good for your body. I think it's like contrast therapy. It's like, it fills up with air. It's like your muscles. And it's like, and then when you, you take them off the contrast is you don't look like an idiot anymore. <laughs> so, but no, really it's like some sort of cross between like the Michelin man, like some, and I don't know, like a baby. That's sort of how I felt wearing them. Um, and I talk about the gym a lot. Like if you guys were here before, I was talking about like the gym and how uh, I wasn't allowed to wear barefoot. And this is why I'm dressed like this. These are my gym shorts and then my shoes. Like why can't I just wear sandals like like a normal human being? Because the fucking assholes at the gym told me I was going to spread diseases. <sighs> it wouldn't be the first time. All right. <laughs> uh, Oh, yeah, but the thing is, I don't get it. Why, why, well, it's weird. Why do I talk about the gym so much? I was thinking about it. And it may, it, I work out two hours a day. That's a lot, maybe. But, but I work at least four, and I don't get half the respect for it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why not. It uh, confuses me. Someone actually did call me out. They're like, I like, your, I like you at the gym. And I was just like, yeah. That's not even a joke. That just happened. I'm really proud of it. <laughs> uh, it was an accomplishment. Um, it's some t I want like advice is something that I think is a good thing like if you're like for your friends you can give advice that's something that I respect in people and it's like this one time my friend was having trouble and he didn't know what he was going to do with his life and I was just like dude it's like when you're in high school and and things were looking down and then uh, and then you you won at that like the high jumping competition it's kind of like that was the peak that was the best you're going to do so um, you know just look back to the good times that's my type of advice. You see, it's not very good. And so that's why I'm starting an advice column. Um, <laughs> yeah, feel free to send in letters. Uh, right now, I'm just uh, looking at the internet and finding them. This one guy, uh, his, his girlfriend said, um, you know, John, this, he, he overheard the, heard this on the phone. She was talking. She said, you know, John may not have a lot of money, but at least, um, you know, his parents being dead, I don't have to deal with them. Um, 
so and my so my advice to him and he wasn't sure whether he should be with her or not so my advice is like first off has your girlfriend considered becoming a stand-up comic that's the first advice. The second advice is maybe, you know, sometimes people say things and really deep down inside it's uh, because they're a bitch. Um, <laughs> so that's a consideration there also. And and the worst part about it is it started off with with her saying she, she he was poor. And um, I don't know, like, isn't it weird when you start off, like, talking about someone with all these, like, um, you know, your reservations about them? It's just like, oh, I really like this person, Except, actually, I think that they suck and that they have terrible morals. Um, that's not really a joke. I've seen myself do that before, and I don't know what it means. Maybe I'm a bitch also. Uh, I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> um, yeah. What's another thing? What is, does anyone need advice? You look like you could paint some trees. This <laughs> what came to mind. Um, do you, do you want to? I mean, Yeah. Oh, I had another joke. <laughs> that reminded me. Um, so <laughs> yeah, it works. But how does it start? It starts, oh, this other girl. See, this was the other advice. This other girl was like asking. She was just like, look, I'm about to get married, and my mom is going to give me sex advice, and she thinks that I've never had sex before, and it's going to be really awkward. What do I do? And so, and she's, she's annoyed because she's just like, you know, what does my mom know? But I like to say, like, dude, you, you, your mom has given birth. Her vagina has gone through shit that you can't even imagine. Um, so you should listen to her. She probably has some very good advice. <laughs> That's... That's what I would do if my mom wanted to give me sex advice. I'd be like, all right, Bob, lay it on me. But, um. <laughs> yeah. I, I was just going to keep going until, uh, until okay. All right, that was, it. that was it. All right, thank you. You guys are wonderful. Alex Warren, yay! So we're, we're at a quandary now. At uh, where we're, um, so here's the thing. There's three more people left on the list, but this show has to end so that I can have a break before the next show. So what I'm going to do is um, instead of doing like I was going to do, hey, the best set gets guest set, but instead I'm going to give each of you four minutes on the next show. Is that acceptable? Oh, You're one. It's, it's Peter. It's Joseph. And it's uh, Matthew Quirk. So I'm, we're going to take a 10-minute break. We're going to start back up at 8 o'clock. I'm going to sing the song real quick for Pamtastics, and you guys will all get four minutes at the outset, and then we'll start with the rest of it. Is that acceptable? It's fantastic. All right. Thank you guys for being here for Happy Hour. We'll see you with Pamtastics. Have a beautiful night. Yay. Thanks, Tom. Everybody clap for Tom for running the ones and twos and back. Yay. We'll see you guys in 10 minutes. Bye.
It's awfully fitting for this weather, I tell you. Dedicated to all my student crew in the house, all the workers. You know how it go. It's too cold, it's too cold, it's too cold. It's too cold, it's too cold, it's too cold. 
And it shows, and it shows, and it shows. And you know, and you know, and you know. Sometimes I. Stay up, man. We never stuck, man. We on the up, man. I do my nut, man. You cut my cut, man. I'm a such and such, man. I don't know much, man. I pay my news, man. Now I confuse, man. Scary vampires on the road coming along on you, man. The same old news, man. We bring the blues, man. My baby let me cut up with them, buy a new shoes, man. When we no news, man. The ox me for a tools, man. Buy your own facts, man. My new get snap, man. Don't you see every time you get bored, bad, man. Born and ready to send it, bored, bad, man. No, no, no. Uh, as a madman, man. life is odd, but, but it's just so bad, man. We too cold, we too cold, we too cold. We too bold, we too bold, we too bold. And it shows, and it shows, and it shows. And you know, and you know, and you know, sing it with me. Sometimes I, sometimes I. Ain't a joke, money. Been on a boat, money. Been on a boat, money. Food on a plate, money. Lose or make money. Being a fake, money. A time I hate money. It's money that make money, make people act funny. Civilized men start to act gunny, gunny. Took that life in the second, but the right kind of money. Life in the best, so you're obsessed by money. My eye worship, you can't be blessed by money. I do the rest, with all my money. Invest in my money, just best in my money. Get sex in my money, get best in my money. Respect for my money, mean I feed my tummy. Let's see me the ground and get my food, yeah. It's too cold, it's too cold, it's too cold. And you bold, it's too bold, it's too bold. And it shows, and it shows, and it shows. And you know, and you know, and you know. Sometimes I'm Sometimes I'm Scored it the only game. Back in on the Tully and Shaggy and 218. Back in on the Mono Shooting, Mono Shit, Bullet He's on some next shit. Lose your spectacles. I'm the eclectic. Look for my eccentrics. You can't prevent this. I'm God bless God, say this. You can't ride safer. No, never quiet. That when it's a media totality, I then ain't the best MC. Not the worst MC. But he got certification as the first MC. No, I flip them flips, them no flips, them old flips. I sit my lip, but I still sit my head jump quick. I done the shit, man. That's, That's the one I'm spent with. Nothing approved. Man of the moon. Latin tool, long the tone. Loving these bones. Upset, too many cruises. All of my views. Books for all the illicit MC, MC lives. Furthermore, that's the only MC lives. And it shows, and it shows, and you know, and you know, and you know. Sometimes I, sometimes I, sometimes I, sometimes I. We too cold, 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 we too cold. And it shows, and it shows, and it shows, and you know, and you know, and you know. Sometimes I. How you feeling tonight? 
Like a river in 